0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Swanson Health, who for over 50 years has been offering a full spectrum of wellness products for mind, body, and home. From quality vitamins and supplements, to cruelty-free beauty items, to eco-friendly home products, Swanson Health is here to keep you healthy. Two supplements that I've tried myself and highly recommend are Ubiquinol, which provides cardiovascular, cognitive, and metabolic health benefits, and Liver Essentials, which provides comprehensive liver nutrition, including guaranteed potency milk thistle extract. Beyond these two supplements, Swanson Health carries over 18,000 wellness products at a great value and they ship not only to customers in the United States, but internationally as well. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code LIVING20 for 20% off-site-wide, and get free shipping on orders over $50 by visiting Swanson.com. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Personal Power. By Keith J. Thomas, published in 1917. When you become conscious of your talents and have begun to develop them, you begin to discover the pleasure of using them. To the person who is mentally active, everything in life is interesting. You derive pleasure from the sight of the countryside, because you can see its wonders as well as its beauties. All the world is full of marvels to you, and when you walk abroad, it is as if you walk with God, and share in the joys of all creation. Suppose for a moment that the universal intelligence had been mentally lazy. This world of ours would still be a chaotic mass, devoid of life and matter. Do you not suppose that the Creator rejoiced when it saw the many wonders which its effort called into being? Suppose again that the Creator grew tired. At once the world will lose its life and return to that condition of confusion which characterized it before the creation. We ought to take nothing for granted. Every breath we draw, every child that is born every flower that blows, should remind us that the supreme force which governs our lives is ceaselessly caring for the work of its mind. The sun that rises and sets, the restless sea, the cool breezes that bring us rain, as well as fragrance and health, the marching of the stars at night, should all remind us that there is no obligation upon God to work for our benefit. All life and all beauty is a gift due to the unceasing work of the great mind, and the least we can do is to work also, and create in our turn. It is only when we work that we get more into harmony with the infinite. It is only by labor that we can live and eat in the sense that unless we create, we are not reaping the fullness of life, and are getting no real satisfaction out of it. In this way, the work that we do is an indication of our state of mind. The person whose work is irksome is a mental drone. A mind that is strong and active, finds all labor pleasant, even if it is of the kind which is generally thought to be drudgery. I was much impressed on one occasion with the saying of a man whose work was most monotonous. He remarked that, although he had to do the same thing over and over again, he prevented the laborer becoming irksome by simply forcing himself to become interested in it, and he accomplished this by striving to do the work more perfectly every time he was called upon to perform it again. Just as the person who uses their eyes can see beauty where another person will see only ugliness, so the one with mental alertness will discover interest in uncongenial work. Unless you really are engrossed by what you do, you cannot concentrate your mind upon it, and consequently you cannot do it perfectly. By sitting down and complaining that your labors are drudgery, you cannot do good work. And instead of qualifying for a variation in the form of something better, you actually run the risk of keeping yourself in the state which you complain of. Put the joy of creation into everything you do. Let it be worthy of your mind, and let it be done as perfectly as you can do it. If your employers cannot use you to better advantage, fit yourself for more congenial work elsewhere. It is your own fault if you complain. The remedy is always in your own hands. Complaints are signs of weakness. And if you are in a chronic state of dissatisfaction, words will avail nothing. Only by your own actions can you alter your own conditions of life. If you are busy complaining when you ought to be busily acting, you are likely to complain until the end of the chapter. How can you enjoy your leisure if your mind is brooding over your grievances? Instead of railing against circumstances, you should take yourself to task because you allow your environment to worry you and because you are not forming some plan which will eventually improve your state of mind, as well as your state of work. When I first went to work, my boss said to me, You will find that you have a lot of uncongenial work to do, but you must do it as cheerfully as the work you like doing. Every day's work brings to every person an amount of labor which is drudgery. If not worry, you can increase the drudgery or decrease it, according to the frame of mind you adopt. Worry will drive you to distraction if you will let it, but it will fly away if you face it with serenity. When you are tempted, do sharp words, or feel worried, just pause a moment and pull yourself together will only take a minute to force yourself to breathe quietly, and to put your mind into a restful state, but it will make a wonderful difference in your mental outlook. The windows of the mind often get blurred by worry and discontent. Spare a moment to drive these away, and the windows will clear, so that you can see the sun shining through the mists of doubt and disappointment. We hear a lot of times about the dignity of labor. The phrase is largely a contradiction in terms. There is no particular dignity about work. It is often too strenuous, too exacting. What dignity it holds is in its result. When the mass of detail culminates in the achievement of the perfect plan, then you have the restfulness which is dignity but not before. Always there should be the joy of labor. Every detail of the work should be performed joyfully and with enthusiasm, and then the completed task will give lasting pleasure, because it is made up of satisfaction and is built upon the sure foundation of perfection in all its parts. Where one person complains of competition, Another person welcomes it because it gives a zest to business. If there is no struggle, there is little satisfaction. Only those who have conquered in the face of heavy odds know the real joy of work. When the outlook is dreary, the strong mind rejoices and moves cheerfully to the attack that the weaker person fears. Have you ever thought that when you get difficulties to solve, you are to a large degree, meeting with less opposition in other directions? The number of people who can shoulder responsibility is limited. As soon, therefore, as you attain to a responsible post, which tries your nerves and resources, and brings you worry, you have less fear from opposition because the mass of people do not compete with you. The higher you climb, the fewer your competitors are, and the more your real worth is seen. Only keep your mind exercised. Trust your judgment. Use your experience, and you will have little to fear, so long as you meet your daily difficulties, in the glad spirit of the born conqueror. In some offices, you will see a sign hung up, What is the next thing? This is a constant reminder to be doing something. And it is a great success secret, because the more you do, the more you become capable of doing. Some people are slow and sure. Others are fast and uncertain. Both of these are comparative failures. Instead, you should start slow and sure. And then struggle to become fast and sure. Then you will outdistance your competitors. Be a worker. It is as easy to acquire the taste for work as the taste for olives. Do not let your mind become slovenly. It will be lazy if you let it, but it will be a profitable factor in your life if you make it industrious. You will need to exercise self-control and willpower to train your mind to enthusiasm, but the task will grow easy until all work becomes a pleasure. The river that runs swiftly is clearer than the stagnant waters of a pool. Do not let your brain get muddy. Use it to its utmost capacity. And while the days come on swift wings, they will bring hours of pleasure that the human drone can never know. Work Well Done spurs you on to better work and larger spheres of achievement. It opens up new fields of knowledge and reveals unsuspected sources of power. But when you sit down and do nothing, all the wonders of the world are a sealed book to you. There are unexplored regions of your brain that only work can reveal. You have not the faintest idea what you can do, or what you can learn, until your work enables you to discover it. The world with all its mysteries, all its resources and prizes, all its promises and achievements, lies before you. Others are finding them out, and rejoicing while they labor. The road lies open before you. Will you seize the opportunity or leave the work and its reward to others? The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Transform your life in 30 days with our Majesty Meditation Program. Our unique auto-suggestion sound method meditation will help you achieve success in every area of your personal and professional life. Learn more at livinghour.org slash majesty. To get 30% off the $11.99 purchase price, use the coupon code INSPIRATION. Thanks for listening. look forward to talking with you next time.